This podcast is brought to you by Kingdom at Work. Every leader needs an intentional plan to see transformation take place in their organization. The Kingdom Leadership Workshop exists to help you build that plan. Learn more at www.kingdomatwork.com slash events. Kingdomatwork.com slash events. Hey, we're in Chicago today doing a joint radio broadcast with Faith Marketplace Radio with Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. They interview us, we interview them. Enjoy. I'll tell you something, fashion seatbelts, I have been waiting for this show for a long time. We have in studio two guests from Jacksonville, Florida, who have a show of their own called... I work for him, and they've got a whole bunch of uh, stations that they're on. Uh, excuse me, it's Tampa. I thought it was Jacksonville. It's Tampa. I get these suits confused. Mm-hmm. They're on the opposite side of the coast there. The, um, and we're going to be uh, interviewing them today as well as them interviewing us today. So are you ready for this, Jennifer? I'm ready. Hey, Let's are go. you ready? Okay. Yeah. So I'd like to introduce you to Jim and Martha Brangenberg. I get hung up on their name a little bit, but I think I did okay with you that. Did great. Right? I did guys, fine. You guys are fabulous, and they've been touring all over the country. So we got some really great stuff that they're going to share with us today. So, um, you know, i got to ask you guys, you know, right from the gate, because our shows have been pretty much on the air as, almost as long. You guys are a little bit older. You have my undying admiration. You're doing this five days a week. You're That's all right. in. We're doing it one day a week. Uh, I don't know how you do that, but um, what prompted you guys to do this you know, in the first place, to launch a radio program? I work for him. Yeah, it was really just a move of God. This is never was never, ever anything we wanted to do. I've got an insurance background. Martha's got a Christian retail background. And it was... You know, we were just moving along. I was speaking at an event uh, of five ways to incorporate your faith in your workplace. And I sat down in a room. It was a networking meeting next to a woman. And she turned and she turned her face to me and she goes, Jim, you need to talk about that on the radio. You need to talk about faith and work on the radio. And I looked at her and I'm like, you're crazy. She goes, no, I'm serious. I'm like, no, I'm serious. You're crazy. Make a long story short. We've been praying very specifically over 10 years for a life of significance where our success could never be attributed to our own gifts, talents and abilities and a way to challenge thousands of Christ followers in the workplace to live their faith out in their workplace and this was an answer to that prayer and so we got on the radio because it was an answer to prayer not because we'd ever 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 mentioned to God that we wanted to be on radio I love it Martha mm-hmm. what's behind the name how'd you get the name well it's pretty neat because as God's really was stirring in Jim's heart and he was writing down all of his thoughts he said Lord I'll know that I'm supposed to do something when you give me the name and he'd written down over a hundred names and on one specific night I was working at the Christian bookstore that I was managing and I come home he goes I got it God gave me the name I've bought all the domains you know where I'm this this is the next step I just know and it just was so simple um, Jim always touts that he is not a creative person uh-huh. um, but God gives him things and then we know it's of God and so it just speaks for itself I work for him Wow. Yeah, capital H. I well. love that. I love that. So, Jim, can you share what are these five ways to incorporate your faith into work? Can you just give us a brief? Boy, you know, I lost that speech. That was five and a half years ago. <laughs> but, but I will tell you, what I, I believe where it morphed into is the I Work For Him Nation pledge that we have on our website that you joined yesterday. That that in order to make an impact in your workplace, just to start off with praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Look right. for ways to serve them over and above what your job requires you to do. Look for ways to befriend them outside of the workplace because that's where real relationships are built. But look for ways to pray with them when you notice that their that their demeanor is different. But all along, be a person of excellence because right. every Christ follower listening to this show today should be the absolute number one best employee in the company in yep. their position. There should be no competition. 
And, and that's really the best five ways to get started in, in living out your faith in your work. And it summarized it's prayer, care, share, work, and disciple. I love Those it. Those are the five key words to that. Yeah. Really important. Start with the prayer, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to. Because that's what God did in my own life, Bob. Mm-hmm. I started praying for the people that I worked for and the people that worked for me. And what I noticed is that my own life transformed. Oh, yeah. And then I had opportunities to then minister. to. The, I led one of my bosses to Christ during this time when I was learning about all this and discipled another one and started teaching, treating my people totally different when I realized, wow, this is my own. I'm a pastor to these people. Right. It changed my perspective. Yeah. Did you, you know, just a quick one, because I ask people all the time, did you ever really view your work as ministry before the show? Um, it's funny because we lived that out, but we okay. didn't have the vocabulary for it. So uh, we owned a chain of insurance agencies, worked together. I was on the customer service side. Uh-huh. And so serving them, serving our customers in the best way possible, um, I knew that that was how God created me, but we weren't having conversations around it. I right. just knew it was the right thing to do. We ministered to our clients. We ministered to our customers, but we weren't saying that that's what we were doing. Yeah. So that, that conversation has changed. Although God really had our hearts in that niche yeah. already. So how else has have you seen God transform I work for him in the past five years? Mm. <laughs> I know a, there's a lot there. We only have five minutes. There's a lot. Right now, there's a lot. You know, when we went on the air in April of 2013, we were on just one day a week at a drive time on a small little station in St. Pete, Florida. And uh, it was, here's the funny part. When we started it, Martha wasn't on the air with me yet. She was rejecting that this was any, had anything to do with her. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, I just, I, I thought I was going to be the next great Christian Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> yeah, that I was going to monologue my way through the hour. <laughs> and after two weeks, my one of my buddies, who's a C12 leader in Tampa Bay, goes, Jim, I don't know that that's working out so well for you. Why don't you just start interviewing people that um, are, have a great testimony to share, have written a great book about faith and work, or maybe it's a ministry that's discipling people, but why don't you start interviewing people? And I thought, okay, I could do that. I've been a commercial insurance guy for 25 years. That's all you do is you interview people to find out how to insure them properly. So I started doing that, and by week six, people were going, Jim. You're like a natural at this. <laughs> I laugh out loud and go, that's how you know God is in the middle of this. Because six weeks prior to that, I'd never, ever been on the radio. Yeah, wow. I love it. <laughs> and I think for us, um, the change that we've seen in people, you know, just having the conversation, um, God is mightily at work in the hearts of people in their workplaces across the country and around the world. Can you give us a, maybe a story around that, that story of change that you're that you're seeing? That Most definitely. Out? I think, you know, it's funny because we are not really good at, at telling people how they've impacted us. You mm-hmm. know, so, you, you know, for every one story, we can only assume that there's hundreds, if maybe thousands out there. But they all seem to... Um, circle around starting to pray for the people in their workplace Mm -hmm. and their heart being changed where you always think, Oh, my boss has got to get his life together because he's making a mess of me. But really it's the employee, the person who chooses to start praying. And we hear that. I think the most Jim, don't you? I I would say the one we got from Malaysia just the other day, we had a, a lady reach out to us from Malaysia. She's a teacher and she found out about us because she was connected to Letourneau's Center for Faith and Work taking some of their classes online. And we had done a show highlighting them. And so therefore she heard about us and she reached out and joined the I Work for Him Nation. I said, well, how? 
in the world in Malaysia did you hear about I Work for Him? And she goes, well, that was the story connected to Letourneau mm-hmm. Center for Faith and Work, which is a great organization. Right. And and she goes, I said, what's your job? And we went long back and forth email. And she goes, well, I'm a teacher. And, and nobody had ever told me this stuff before, mm-hmm. that I should be praying for the kids that I teach and for the people that I work with. And obviously, anybody that studies any world politics, Malaysia is not a real pro-Christian environment. Yeah. Right. And that's just one story, mm-hmm. and that's from somebody across the world. We we run into people all the time who have heard it, and they're like, nobody would ever told me. I've never heard a sermon about this before. Nobody would ever encouraged me to live out my faith and my work. I thought I had to be a pastor or a missionary in order to have significance in the kingdom. Yeah. Nobody told me that I could do that in my job. And living out that those ways again, can you recap, recap that? It was prayer, care, share, share. work. Disciple, work. and the work is really working with excellence. We're right. excellence. seeing that God created you to do what you do, so do it the best way possible because you are the only person that can do what you do. Yeah, I, I would encourage our listeners to write that down mm-hmm. and to maybe set a reminder in their calendars for that to pop up each day of the week. You mm-hmm. know, and and really just make that a priority of how we can start our day. I and think of course, that's I borrow, we're going to borrow that. This borrow brilliance. It's it's not, okay. it's, it is okay. absolutely there. I mean, yeah. you know, the, I was telling Jennifer yesterday, and the phone was. We're preparing for today that, um, you know, the I work for him nation pledge is not a club. It doesn't it's not a dues. We're just trying to get people to say in their mindset when they go and walk through the doorway. I work for him. Yeah. And, and those are the things we're looking for. And that, that it just starts by prayer. So I encourage your listeners to join the I work for him nation. Still listen to Bob and Jennifer every week. But but use that as your mentality. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're, we're going to bring this together, all this whole thing. I, I think we've got something on a roll here to uh, to do that. Obviously, in five years, you've had a few have a few unexpected and unusual things happen to you. What would that be? Uh, you want to do yours first? Cause I, you know the story I'm going to pick. Do you have a story? Um, you want me to do mine first? Yeah, do yours thinking? first. All right. So in January this year, I had picked a day where I was highlighting a couple of bike ministries, bike business ministries in Tampa Bay. And so two of them never met each other. One of them was a guy that uh, uh, trained homeless, got junk bikes from all over Tampa, brought them in to a storage container, like a like a, a shipping container, and taught homeless people how to fix bikes. And if they worked 10 hours fixing bikes, they got a bike for free. So that they could go get it, have transportation to go to work. And the other oh, guy wow. got junk bikes, fixed them up, and then handed them out to 35 ministries all over Tampa for them to give them away to people. So I always we always open the the, the show with, we introduce a guest, but we, before we ask any questions about their workplace, whether they're a business person or whether they're in the marketplace or whether they're you know somebody out that doesn't consider themselves part of the marketplace, we always say, how did you become a follower of Jesus? So the, the guy that gives the bikes out to 35 ministries says, well, you know, I grew up in a Christian home. I, and, and, you know, typical story, came to Christ as a young kid. And the other guy, so I turned to the other guy. And the other guy, you know, is shaved head, long beard, millennial, tattooed everywhere, got some gauges in his ears. He goes, well, I was on an LSD trip. <laughs> and Jesus intersected my LSD trip, and I've been a Christ follower ever since. Wow. Now, that day, that I would be what you call unexpected. Yes. yes. Well, And that was the day we had actually played Queen to open up the show. Because Queen has the, the, the I song, want to I Want to Ride My Bicycle. So I'm playing Queen. This guy comes to Jesus on an LSD trip. And on, on a, I was worried the next day they go to us, I'm not sure we're going to, you're fit for Christian radio anymore. <laughs> but God works in all ways. And so right. that's, you know, we love the, the authenticity of that story. Um, I would say for me, we have a real 
real passion. God has told us, don't reproduce the wheel, but we need to better um, connect and not be, you know, this this message of our faith, our faith in our workplace is not just for the white man. And so it's for women. It's for all ethnic races. It's for all levels. um, As far as our culture sees of work, you know, whatever that work may be, whether it's professional or blue collar in the warehouse, whatever it might be. Um, So one particular show, we were interviewing a dear friend of ours, a black pastor um, who's been in the marketplace um, and really leading out his congregation. And we kind of put a plea out there and he even gave his cell phone number on the air. And he said, if there are some white pastors out there that want to connect with me to to open up this conversation about better diversity within the church, within our communities, give me a call. He was not in the parking lot yet and his phone rang. Wow. Wow. And to me, that was just very exciting because it means that people are ready to engage and to make a difference. And, you know, just one call to action like that. Yeah, I love what you said about that. Better connect, right? Mm -hmm. And he made that that possible. And that's, you know, know, Jen and I's 30 a month, this whole thing, too. We're at the the center of this is going to be God and his calling. Oh, absolutely. But to expand it, you know, and that's why we're so thrilled that you guys are here and how we're going to connect, you know, and Mm -hmm. expand the whole footprint, you know, across the whole globe, hopefully. One of the things that we've seen being on the road, guys, is that no matter where we are in the country, and we've done 26 states already this year, Mm. is that no matter where we go, big cities, small cities, little cities, no matter what part of the community we're in, God is moving and he's doing incredible things and he's waking up people to the fact that their workplace really is a place of mission, Mm -hmm. even though people aren't hearing that sermon. And we're just seeing it constantly and we love that. And we're seeing it in all the different, I I don't say races because I believe we're all from the same race. We all descended from Noah and his wife and their three sons and their three wives. So we all come from the same human race, but there's lots of different cultural differences. But what we're seeing is that God is moving in all the different varieties of culture we have in this country. And he is calling all of us to mission. Just like, you know, kind of like Jesus did in Matthew 28. It's really no different than what he did 2,000 years ago. But people are starting to wake up to the fact that, wow, I can be in the marketplace. I can be in a workplace and I can be a missionary or a pastor. Yeah, I think just bringing up this topic, then you start to see it more out there. So I feel like I am hearing more about work and faith because when I introduced that, you know, about five years ago in my business, I didn't know that's the way that God was going to lead me. I, I didn't set out to do that. It just started to happen. So what are you guys hearing as you're traveling around the country? How are you hearing some stories from people of how this is showing up more and more for them? Well, I think much like you, just saying, you know, if I am willing to surrender my life to the God of the universe and what he has done for me, why would I want him to not be a part of my work life? Why would I want a God that, you know, when you're having that conversation with people and they say, somebody actually said, and I loved this and want to quote it, he said, um, why would I serve a God that I leave at home? Mm-hmm. You know, well, why, that, why do you think that started to begin with, though? Uh, I mean, do we have time you know, for that? Well, <laughs> you know, I, I will tell you, you know, when you look at the Reformation, five, we just celebrated the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. So what Martin Luther was talking about 500 years ago is exactly the conversation we're having here on the radio again today. It's so ridiculous. that it. But what had happened is that the, the structure of the church somehow was established, and we're talking the Four Walls Church, where people somehow put people at different tier levels within Christianity. And it, the message was missed But because of religion. Let's just go to religion because yeah. there's some phenomenal churches. But religion's all about money, power, and control. Jesus was against all of those money power. He was the religious people hated him. They, right. they, in fact, they crucified him. Right. 
when you start, when you remove the money, power, control thing, you all of a sudden realize, wow, Christianity was for all of us. When you look at what the early church did to the Roman Empire, it turned the Roman Empire upside down because of people living out their faith in everything they did, whether they were slave or free, whether they served in the palace or they served in the ditches or the latrines or whether they were, whether they were helping build the Colosseum or build the Roman road from Europe to, to Rome. They, they just served Christ unconditionally and it transformed the Roman Empire. That's the kind of faith that we have. And I believe it's really coming to a forefront because people are really struggling with, well, what's Christianity all about anyway? Is this really a Christian company, a country that we live in? What is this? Why? Why, 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 why? And when they realize, wow, God really cares about everything I do, the intimate details of my life, all of a sudden that makes a big difference. That's a game changer. Good point. I give credit to the millennials in the sense, you know, they get a lot of bad rap, but one of the things they really, really desire is authenticity. And so it's it's forcing the older generations to say, am I really authentic? Am I really, is my faith real or is this just a habit? Is this just a tradition? And say, you know, culture's told us, leave it at work, leave, yeah. leave, leave Christ your- out of work, you know, no proselytizing, no whatever. Okay, but live your life. If Jesus changed all of me, yes, and he changed my work and my, you yes. know, what I bring in the door. Yeah. I think we're yeah. taught to leave also our personal lives at the door too. And we can't, it's so it's much a part impossible. of who we are. It's the impossible. same like, you know, Jesus is in our heart. It's who we are. It's, mm-hmm. it's allowing that light to be shown in the workplace as well. And I think you're really just giving pre- people permission to say, yes, you can do this Mm -hmm. you know all that fear that could surface you know from leaving it at home no that's that's false i got a great question for you guys because this was just recently asked of me and uh, it made me think pretty deeply but let's imagine it's three years from now what would you imagine what god had done as far as faith and work three years from now i would love to imagine that three years from now less people see the disconnect Mm. That less people are questioning how you can even have that conversation, that it's more natural to them in in a perfect world. In in my dream, the the future generations don't even need to have this conversation, that when they understand that Jesus becomes their savior, it changed all of them, that it impacts their workplace as well. And um, that's my ultimate dream you know, is that my grandchildren don't even need to be taught this because they they understand it because it's the vocabulary. Right. Um, but less and less people you know, confused about um, having that conversation. Yeah, and, and for me, I, I went immediately when you asked that question, Bob, too. You know, in three years, I want to see that uh, this this conversation is being had on hundreds, if not thousands of stations across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe even we have whole radio networks that are dedicated to that connection between faith and work and the huge variety of workplaces being very specific on this is what it looks like every day as a nurse to connect my faith and my work, as an executive, as a line as a used car sales guy, as a teacher, as a educator, I mean, all those different, it's very specifics. That's where I'd like to see this go. Three years from now, I'd like to see that Martha and I are one of 168 shows a day or a week that are talking about faith and work. I love it. That's great. Hey, now this one is Jennifer's question. So she's the one who cooked <laughs> this one up, guys. So pass yeah. your seatbelts. So what's something about uh, you both that most people don't really know about you, but would think is really cool? <laughs> really cool. Uh, that would that would be the the clincher Martha's right there. What's really cool? cool? I don't know. So I'm a bookworm. 
I love to read. Uh, last year, I read 76 books. Uh, 66 of them had to do with people that we're doing interviews with on the air. And uh, I can read fast. And I love to read. In so fact, you're a speed reader. I'm, I wouldn't That's call, pretty I'm, cool. I'm a pretty fast reader. I don't know if I call myself a speed reader. Okay. But, I, but I will tell you that I actually had to, I have to limit my exposure to books because it can occupy too much of my time. And it took time away from, you know, the only day of the week I was doing a lot of reading was Sunday. So it took mm-hmm. away from our free time as, okay. together. Martha. Oh, there's nothing really cool about me. Oh, <laughs> okay, I, I guess I could share just a little silly tidbit. My sister just had her 40th wedding anniversary, and I was 12 years old when she got married. Yeah. And I wore my bridesmaid's dress this last month um, celebrating that anniversary. Wow. <laughs> With yeah. no alterations. Wow. I couldn't just... fit my left leg into something I wore at 12. <laughs> I don't know if that that's is, really cool, that but it's pretty cool. There you go. So, Jim and Martha, how can we? stay plugged in to I Work For Him. Our website is really the greatest way to do that. Um, We have everything there from being able to listen to past shows, um, watch our Facebook posts, as well as connecting to this I Work For Him nation. So it's IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. As I said before, it's Jennifer and I's turn now with Jim and Martha because we're we're going to be uh, co- uh, I guess airing the show. Uh, They're going to air it down there in Tampa and we're going to air it up here. So, all right, guys. All right. So, Bob and Jennifer, what's fun (laughs) is that we get to do interviews all the time of people all over the country, but I want to make sure that people understand, listening to this show today, this is Jim and Martha Brangenberg now talking. That's right, and we're with the I Work For Him radio program. Right, and we broadcast in about a quarter of Florida, so the Northeast Florida section from Southern Georgia to St. Augustine and Jacksonville, the greater Jacksonville area, and then the Tampa Bay area from Ocala to North Fort Myers to Disney and then to the coast, but then on iHeartRadio across the country. But So we've been on the air for five and a half years, Bob, and... I have, as you know, I have scoured the country to find other shows like ours talking about the intersection of faith and work. And right now, the four of us are the only ones dedicating our complete shows every week to faith and work. Mm. And there's a desperate need for people to do this across the country as as, is. Anyway, I just want to make sure people understand you here in Chicago have such a great privilege to be able to have a show like this because there's not one in San Francisco. There's not one in New York City. There's not one in Orlando. There's not one in in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. They're just not out there. Okay, thank you. All right, so make sure you guys, it's faithmarketplace.com or .org? Which one is it? .com. Faithmarketplace.com. Faithmarketplace.com. Check these guys out. Jennifer Villarreal. Did I get it right? You got Villarreal. it right. I want to make it really fancy with Jennifer Villarreal and Bob Lambert. Mm-hmm. These guys have been doing this. Bob, you've been doing this for how many years now? Five years. Five years. How many shows? you know? Uh, about 400. 400 yeah, shows. you've done a lot more than that. We've done a few more, but that's what we're doing five days <laughs> yeah. a week since 2014. All right, so let's talk about the why. I want mm. to know the why. Why? Bob, why did you do this? Why did you start this five years ago? Well, I, first of all, I got to tip a hat to my new co-host because uh, she's got me in a whole different ball game here as far as what we're going to oh, yeah, be doing. She's amping up yeah, the pressure. Yeah, she is amping no it question. up, you know, and the experience and the generational gap is really starting to show up. But uh, like you, Jim, it was to- totally out of nowhere. I was having a crisis of calling. I didn't want to go into foreign ministries and all that stuff and serve. And, and I had been prepped all the way along because I only came to the Lord 18 years ago. And so uh, going through C12 and spending seven years in that and understanding that my business was 
was not my own and it was God's and all that stuff and all the great networking I'd done in the Christian community. And then all of a sudden, Jim Moran actually was here on the show. Uh, he and I were friends and we were up in, in the hood and he had what I call the eighth wonder of the world. It was the birth of his first child. And we got together to have, you know, a conversation. All of a sudden, he's looking across the table. Bob, Bob, we got an opening at noon, one o'clock. Why don't you host a show, you know, integrating faith and work? And I'm looking at him like, what? Are you crazy? I know I got the face for radio. I didn't know I had the voice yeah, for it. Yeah, I've been told that too many times. And I have to tell you, the next words out of my mouth were the Holy Spirit because they weren't of me. I'm, I consciously <laughs> could not remember saying this, but I said, well, what do we got to do to make something like that happen? In October the 26th of 13, that's when we kicked the show off, and we kicked it off with a bang. Literally my... six months after we did. So how yep. do you know that God's moving when, we're, when you <laughs> look at that at the yeah. same time? Yeah. Mm. So, Jennifer, bringing you into this conversation, why, why did you join along with Bob? Yeah. You know, I came on to the show about five years ago as a guest with Bob, mm. and then again, what was it, a couple ago. years ago. And I, we had taken this picture of us in the studio, and I had put that on my banner on my LinkedIn page and also on my Facebook page, and I just never changed it. And I just knew that moment when we had come in here into the studio that we were going to be working together in the future, but I didn't know how or when or what was going to happen. And even just the way that Bob and I were introduced to each other, was um, I was introduced about Bob Lambert at the Barnabas Group Chicago, which is a great Ooh, organization. Nice. Can we highlight yes, him on the show? Yes, yes. You definitely have to check that out, the Barnabas Group. They're nationwide. But here in Chicago, and a few people there said, do you know Bob Lambert? You guys both live in the same town. You go to the same church, and you both have a passion for sales. And I was like, no, I don't know this Bob Lambert, but I keep hearing about him. So now I'm an FOB, a friend of Bob's. <laughs> and, <Wow>. um, <laughs> and it is really just a God thing. And... Uh, it just it just started to, to come together, and I shared the vision of maybe how we can take this to the next level to make a greater impact out there. Yeah. I mean, it takes so much effort to put together a radio show, and it, whether it's one day a week or five days a week, it takes a lot of effort. And you guys have done such a great job of highlighting local people in the marketplace and their workplaces. Have you always done all business people, Bob, or do you get people that don't consider themselves business people as well? Yeah, we do. And and uh, we segmented the show and it kind of evolved over a period of time where I was really looking to, uh, like you said, just people out there in the marketplace. They didn't have to be famous, but we've had some famous folks on the show that you would you would know and book authors and those kind of things. But yeah, because of my connections up here, but we've interviewed people all over the country, you know, they, they call in and that kind of thing. So, uh, But we have a ministry segment, in which is really important, tying the, actually the work of faith ministries into this, too, that a lot right. of our audience, I, I'm continually amazed at how many people don't realize what's going on yeah. out there. I can tell you, you could count probably on a hand and a half how many of them there were five years ago and today. I mean, it's an explosion. I know mm-hmm. about you, it's like a prairie fire coming across the country. We literally have a backlog. We could do three hours a day. Mm-hmm highlighting ministries across the country and have enough material to not run out for an entire year. Yep. I mean, there's so much God is doing so much. We run into one-off ministries in in little cities across the country. God is doing amazing things, amazing things. So, you know, one of the things we've realized, and Jennifer, I'll ask you this question. One of the things we've seen as we interview guests is that not everybody considers themselves part of the marketplace. Some people have workplaces they consider themselves not business-related. Hospital workers, education workers, government workers, they don't consider themselves part of the marketplace. Have you, as you mentioned off the air, that it wasn't until three, four, or five years ago that you realized, wow, my faith and my work really should be connected. 
How have you seen that the conversational struggle with your friends that aren't business people, yet their workplace is just as significant as yours as a business person? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's, again, just being that example and sharing the stories of what's happened to people that I know that I've shared with. So going back in corporate, before I launched Sales from the Heart, my company about five years ago, I was in corporate prior to that, and I was interviewing some people for a sales position, and I had this big mug. It was actually a Joyce Meyer mug. It had a verse on there as well. And somebody during my interview saw that, and they knew it was a safe space to talk about God there. You know, I also had some of the other salespeople on the team. They they said, can we pray together? They knew it was safe. So yes, we're doing this behind closed doors here, but they knew that they can talk to me about that. So I think, you know, just sharing those kind of stories can help others who maybe aren't in a sales environment or corporate environment. Like you said, maybe they're working in a hospital or whatnot. We can still do the same thing regardless of where we're working. You know, we had a guest one time that said he kind of made it a, a um, thing where he would ask people, hey, how's your ministry? And people would be like, I'm, I, I'm not in ministry. I'm, you know, X, Y, Z, or I'm a CPA, I'm a whatever. And, um, but it really gets people thinking, mm-hmm. this is my ministry? Yes, yes. And so then what am I doing about it? So you said you were a guest on the show to begin with almost five years ago. Um, I'm assuming that part of that conversation was where you were connecting your faith and your work. Mm-hmm. Tell us, and you shared about the mug and stuff, but how did you, how did you start making that connection? You know, I just started hearing people, that my clients that I was working with, just putting all this weight on their own shoulders and thinking that they are their own boss. Mm-hmm. And so I kept repeating these things, the same you know things to my clients. And I said, you know what, I need to capture this. And so I put it in a book and really understanding and discovering who are real bosses, who we really work for. And when we were able to do that and show them like, hey, you don't have to put all this pressure on your own shoulders. You know, you work with him. You work for him. He works through you. Then all of a sudden things started to be transformed. You know, these these pressures, these fears that they were taking and it was transferring over to the people they're working with. And now everybody's feeling tense. And now all of a sudden that's being transformed. Right. So um, so so that is one way that I incorporate that. And then also, I never thought I would be leading people to the Lord when I'm working with them. You know, God said, hey, you're going to do this coaching business. And then I thought I was going to be working with sales professionals. And he quickly switched that to working with entrepreneurs, small business owners, you know, who have the impact to influence those sales professionals. Uh, and then just, you know, ask them that question. Do you, would you like to invite Jesus into your heart? Mm-hmm. You know, that's I mean, it starts as simple as that. It's fun. Hey, I just want to recap who we're talking to today. Hey, you're talking to Bob Lambert. This is his show, but Martha and I from I Work For Him, Jim and Martha Brangenberg from I Work For Him, we get to interview Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villareal as they host Faith Marketplace every Saturday from noon to one right here. And I want to make sure that you guys know that you connect with them online, faithmarketplace.com, faithmarketplace.com. It's fun turning the tables on you guys because every Saturday you guys are, are interviewing people from all over Chicago land and all over the country, hearing their stories of of how they're connecting their faith and their work. Let me just ask you the question you asked me, Bob. What is the coolest thing that you've heard or the the fun, I don't know, the thing that maybe made you stop in mid-sentence when you got the clock running and said, wow, that was a wow moment, a God moment, right while you're recording the show. Well, you know, one of the the, the, uh, things that really popped out in me most, and this was actually by a C12 chair that told me about this guy. His name is Justin Albrecht. And Justin actually has been on Moody and gave his testimony right in front of the whole Moody's church, you know, back three years ago. And he's got a, 
the testimony I think is still out there on Facebook. But um, he was not only, he was a uh, anti theist for eighteen years, and uh, this guy, I mean. It would put down anybody of faith, but he really loved taking care of Christians, and he grew up as a Christian, so he turned into an anti-theist. Now, if you don't know what that is, you've got an agnostic, you have an, an atheist, but an anti-theist just goes after people, okay, proactively. And so uh, on a trip back from Florida in a hotel room, uh, God brought him down on his knees, and as ver- fervent as he was about going after Christians, he became an uh, unbelievable evangelist after that. There's a story like that. I've read in a book called Acts. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, a murderer who was an anti-theist. <laughs> you wow. got it. And it was it, uh, it was chilling. It was just bone chilling being in the studio because the chairman didn't tell me that much about it. And he just said, you you got to hear this guy's testimony. And he was a C-12 member, so we had a lot of bonding around that. But also, the, the then, of course, then the ministry he started because he, he would come out of his Chicago uh, place where he lived, and he'd find you know homeless people out there, and so he just said, "Well, look, uh, you, you you know you show up on Sunday here, I'll take you to church with me, and I'll feed you afterwards." And then that started happening. Then the church got upset because there's hundreds of these people coming, and they were smelly. So then he says, "You show up on Saturday, and I'll take you to the laundry man. I'm going to wash all your clothes, and then you can show up to church and clean clothes." And that ended up into a ministry called Wash and Worship, wow. <laughs> which I really <laughs> love. That's awesome. <laughs> it's really that's cool. creative. Did he buy and, the laundromat then yeah, too? Or not? I don't know. But hey, listen. We're going to be right back again with our, our guest today. We're turning the tables on us. That's Jim and Martha Brangenberg out of I Work in the num- Number 4 Him out of Tampa, Florida. And, oh, just they got a whole bunch of stations around. So they, they kind of reverse the tables on us today. They want to talk to us. So, Well, you know, I mean, we want to thank you guys, Jennifer yep. and Bob, for letting us be in the air with you today. We're so, it's so exciting to be face-to-face finally. Right. And yeah. I believe this is a vision of stuff we would like to do across the country because we want to raise up shows like yours across the country, in every city across the country. It's such a desperate need because every time we talk to people, they're like, ah, I just wish I had known all my life that my faith and my work should have been interconnected. I mean, you know, my story goes back to I was a 22-year-old guy being discipled by a couple of guys who were 37, and they discipled me specifically. Work is work. Churches, church, they have nothing to do with each other. Oh, yeah. So just make a lot of money and give money to the church. Maybe you can be on a building committee or something. That's how I was discipled as a 22-year-old entrepreneur. So, And that's not a unique story. No. I mean, no right? We all happening. can hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so we want to stop the tide. So if you're listening to the show today, just understand your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only people the only people that will have, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. The job that you hold, the people that you work with, none of that is by chance. Yep. The people that you work with, they need to meet Jesus, and you may be their only chance. Let's talk about past guests, Bob. Who who are some of the guests that you want that you love to host on the show? Well, as I said before, you know, business leaders, uh, and one of the things you brought up, Jim, is about the millennials and Martha, about the millennials and how they walk. One of the things I've been kind of in my soapbox and hoping the message is getting out of there is that the whole thing here is inspire, equip, and encourage Christians to lead where they're at by their walk, not their talk. And I think that's what the millennials are highly skeptical of religion and faith and all that stuff. And they're watching people like a hawk. So if you're a professed Christian out there and a business leader, uh, and we know the power of that is that you're walking it uh, and not talking because that's what 
what that's what they will be impressed by, and that's what they'll gravitate towards. And I've had many of them have that conversation with them, and that's really what they're watching. Mm-hmm. So, so Jennifer, now that you've added been added as a co-host, where do you see um, maybe your guest lineup going to? Yeah, I think uh, just like what Bob said, and also we're bringing awareness to other topics and events that are going out in our communities. So bringing on those ministries and connecting them with the marketplace leaders is really powerful for us. And then helping the marketplace see how their business can be a ministry. And our ministries can also be like businesses. We have to make sure that these ministries stay strong. So there's resources out there like the Barnabas Group, like our radio show. You know, we can connect Mm -hmm. them with other executive leaders or people in corporate or entrepreneurs, other business owners. We really want to be that community. So I hope that your listeners really get a glimpse of that and appreciate the resource that you're giving them um, if they really want to tune in more to this topic of conversation. So let's talk about, we would love to talk about what your hope is for Chicago. As you're broadcasting, what is what is the desire that God has put on your heart? Yeah, I think expanding our audience to those who are borderline with their faith walk, that's something that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, Bob is also really great with those who are currently walking with the Lord. Uh, but because we're going to be sharing more on social media, we may come across some people who don't want to set foot in a church, right? Mm-hmm. And they think the church is just that. But as we know, our audience and us here, our guests, we're, we want to go beyond the church because what is the church really about? It's about the people, right? right. And so um, really just sharing you know, where God is calling us with our message, but also walking that out, being that example. Bob, how about for you? Um, I know you're in this together. You guys are like-minded. Your goal for the um, radio show is probably very similar, but what does God stir in your well, heart? You know, much like with you guys, you know, uh, you know, imagining out three years from now, we've got a bunch of uh, broadcasts going on. We've got events going on. We're getting the community of Christians together that whether they're in workplace or in ministry or whatever it might be. And we tear these walls down. I, I, you know, I'm, it's one of those things, these silos that are built up. You see it in the church, you see it in work and all that stuff, and have some of that collapse where people can have these authentic conversations, especially with the millennials. That's what they want. And again, I'm kind of harping on that, but that's the future. You know, forty uh, percent of our population is going to be these millennials in two years. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where you got to really start sitting to yourself. Hey, these are the future business leaders. These are people going to yeah. be setting a tone. And we have got some fabulous things that are happening. I don't know if you guys have heard about the Emerging Leaders Initiative here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That happened started about three years ago, and I have to tell you, I was in a ballroom downtown that filled up with over four hundred people. That two years ago there wasn't one person in that ballroom, and it was a testimony of mentors, older Christians. And, and mature Christians uh, coming up alongside of millennials and and leaders or eventual leaders, emerging leaders, and what a difference this made. I mean, these young people, the testimonies they were given were just outstanding, and we're looking forward to a, a collaboration with this particular organization because we see the, you know this multiplication, the spiritual multiplication happening. That the, well, these young people are on fire, and some of the things are some of them are leaving their jobs and starting entrepreneurial ventures, you know, because they know God's going to be in it. I mean, it's just exciting as heck, and then all the different ministries that are going on here in the Chicagoland area. A lot of people on the line Chicago, I know the murder capital and all that kind of stuff. I got to tell you something. There's some initiatives that are going in the city of Chicago, now Chicago Together or Together Chicago, mm-hmm. that's going to be redoing, redevelopment area of where, uh, where um, Taylor Holmes was on the lakefront, a beautiful area. And that's all going to be an industrial development area now. And across the way, they're going to be building homes in there. Now, this is a collaboration of not only 
private equity, Christian private equity, by the way, the, the government and also ministries down on the south side, they're all coming together around this thing. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, it just, you know, it's, it's just a joy to see this going on. You know, Jim, one of the things I love about this conversation is that um, I feel in you guys the same thing that we do. When we hear what God is doing, we get very excited and we want other people to know. And that's the beauty of the radio airwaves is that this is a, a tool to get the word out to more people. Guess what? On media, so much today we don't hear the good that's happening. And people say, well, I would turn on the TV more if I knew that there was something good going to be on there. Yep. But tune in and stay connected. Subscribe to the podcast to, to really hear what God is doing and to be filled up with encouragement that um, this conversation is a relevant one. You know, and I want to just bring it up, Jennifer and Bob, that when we, hey, you guys, if you don't know, you should check out Jennifer and Bob at faithmarketplace.com. You should absolutely do that. If you want to check out Martha and I, it's iworkforhim.com, iwork, the number four him. Coming up in October, right here in Chicago, the Windy City, October 11th through the 13th, there's the Faith and Work Summit that's being held at the Hyatt Regency O'Hare. You can find it online, fwsummit.org. This is a place for students, business people, workplace people, pastors, everybody to get together, educators Mm -hmm. to come together and say, what is this all about? Who are the ministries involved? How do we collaborate right here, not only in Chicago, but across the nation? Because we're coming up from Florida for this. Last time the, the uh, the event was held in Dallas for people from all over the country. This time it's in Chicago. I would encourage all of your listeners to come. It's right here in your city, Rosemont, Illinois, the Hyatt Regency, O'Hare. And we'd love to meet everybody. That's right. We'll, we'll, be there. we'll have a we'll have a table. You we'll guys can have a guys. table too. Yeah, we're uh, YLL is going to be there, and they even you know, made sure that we are going to be part of that Fabulous. whole thing. So it's really really Fabulous. great. And that's the other thing leading into this. Generally, you know, some of the things that we do want to, as you said, about some of the events that we got, got coming up, and and what we really want to do is to have this kind of coming together. Yeah, we want we want to hear from you as well. We want our listeners and others to reach out to us, and so we'd want to hear more of your stories, or maybe you'd mm-hmm. also like to be featured as a guest. Or you know of some other events. So give us a call or text us. And that number is 224-404-1988. Again, that's 224-404-1988. Leave us a message. We want to hear from you. We want to stay connected. This is all about community. I have to tell you, folks, because Jennifer's taking me up to a whole different level of technology. We, we Just fasten your seatbelts because we got some really cool things Yeah, new coming. website, new social <laughs> yeah. media. Yeah. So that's coming soon. And if you want to stay plugged in with those latest things, email us, too, at hello at faithmarketplace.com. I can't believe our time is up. This is We could go on another hour with you guys. But again, I want to thank our special guests, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, today with I Work, the numeral for him. Go out and check him out, iworkforhim.com. Mm-hmm. And they've got a fabulous program out there. You want to get into their, uh, their uh, uh, what is it, the uh, daily thing? I work, yeah, I work for him nation. I work for him nation. They've got a, a blog out there. They sent out a fabulous newsletter and all the things they're doing. So, again, thank you guys for being here. Thanks for having Stay us. Stay tuned. Be with us next Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock here on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey, guys, I just have one final question for you as we finish up this interview here in Chicago, Illinois, with Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. When you see somebody connect their faith in their work, what kind of things do you see happen in their workplace? You know, I think initially, sometimes the fear can start to creep up for somebody that hasn't done this before. And so what they think that runs through their mind, because I know this happened to me as well, is, oh, I need to bring my Bible or, you know, hit them over the head with it or be so forceful (laughs) about it. And no, that's just not true. So we need to cast out those lies and those doubts that start to creep in. And then once we do that, we can then begin to envision and really just have God lead the way. Bob, what about you? 
Well, it cuts to the heart of what the, our, our, uh, actually the scriptures that we use here, and that's Matthew uh, 5.16, be the light. And so I really would encourage listeners out there to be the light, as it says in Scripture, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And again, it's setting that example, setting that tone, and, and, and being that salt and light at work, because, you know, there's a lot of hurting people out there. Mm-hmm. Just even volunteering to pray for somebody. And what I would encourage you, if you are going to do that, pray for them right then. It is amazing. I've never had a person turn me down to pray for them yes. when I've said Absolutely. that, and, and not go away from that. Bob Lambert, Jennifer Villarreal, thank you so much for letting us co-host with you this Faith Marketplace and I Work For Him radio program. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.